Good morning, everyone. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Tip Balls Podcast. Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023, and to my right, the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Hello. Wow, he did it. Um, Still stuck in New York City, but he's going to be an on-site correspondent tonight because he is going to the Monday Night Football debut, the the Jets and the Bills, live from MetLife, we have Sam Randazzo. Hello. <laughs> he did it too. <laughs> As always, of course, behind the decks, yeah, on, the on the ones, ones and twos, twos, Bruce, the tugboat, Venditti. What's going on? Bruce, what did you do Saturday night? Uh, I was at the Dave Chappelle show, actually right uh, next to you. Bruce and I were in the same the, the same, same row, row. Completely, completely sold out Little Caesars Arena, not a seat open. Close to twenty thousand people are there, and somehow Bruce and I were in the same row of the same section, unknowingly. 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 And as always, uh, it is I, the one, the only Michael Palazzolo. They call me Zolo in certain circles. I'm still hosting one more time. Until Sam comes back and kicks me off for our preview show for week two later this week. But here's the good news. Might be two. Oh, wow. Two what more times. But... <laughs> You're, you stay, <laughs> are you staying there longer? Might be a Thursday return as of now, but we'll see. What are you going to do for four days? I don't even know, to be honest with you, but I think there's something we have to go do on Wednesday. So it might be Thursday return. All right, God bless. See you, see you Wednesday then. <laughs> Real quick, before we get into some football, there was obviously some big news that broke in the middle of the night, the wee hours of Sunday morning. Some might call it Saturday night. I know I was asleep. Um, but the head coach at Michigan State over there in East Lansing, Mel Tucker, um, meteoric rise, beat Michigan his first year and his second year. Uh, the alums came in, Matt Ishbia, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, signed him to a, I don't know how many years, but it was a $95 million contract extension to make him one of the top three highest paid coaches of all of college football. Uh, well, uh, pretty highly touted. It wasn't just Michigan State. It was, well, they were doing that out of fear. Everywhere around the country wanted him. They were doing that out of fear of losing him. But meanwhile, it was a guy that has had one winning season at the time that he signed that contract. He had one winning season. As a head coach, he was a losing record at Colorado his first year. He was a losing record at Michigan State his first year. But he beat Michigan twice in a row, and that invigorates that fan base. Regardless, that's not the point. Uh, Mel Tucker is very much on the hot seat. He was fringe-fired yesterday. Uh, there was a a woman who is a rape advocate. She's a rape survivor by the name of Brenda Tracy, and Brenda Tracy goes around because I think 14 years ago or so she was – raped by a few football players and sexually assaulted by a few football players at Oregon State University. And she's been going around the country for the last few years and preaching to athletic departments, mainly football teams, on the proper treatment of women. Mel Tucker did a great job initially in bringing her in to lecture to the Spartan football team about this. But it turns out um, we're getting into a little bit of a he said, she said. Their their relationship was a lot more than that. and it got to the point where Mel Tucker felt comfortable enough to do some things in a phone conversation with Brenda Tracy, and she is claiming that it is sexual assault. And um, 
It's not looking good for Mel Tucker. He has since been suspended. A lot of Spartan fans, credit to them, instantly wanted zero tolerance and want him gone. Um, a lot of that could be because they just don't like the direction of the team. Regardless, that university has gone through so much, and credit to Spartan fans for having the wherewithal to, without hesitation, no normal Spartan fan that I know has said that that guy deserves to stick around because they have been so beaten down by this, and they know that this university could not afford that after everything that they have gone through. And they've seen this story before, and it's just a lack of institutional control at the top. Um, and credit to Michigan State as well. From from what I understand, you know, the dust has settled, and supposedly they didn't learn about this until pretty much we learned about this, maybe a little bit sooner. Um, maybe he shouldn't have coached Saturday at least. But uh, Michigan State made the move to suspend him. It's not looking good. They're waiting for his hearing, his Title IX hearing, which is occurring during their bye week, October 3rd to 5th, and then some decisions might be made. But I want to get everyone's opinions on this. Uncle Sam, I know you have a good counter-argument, and I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, Sam, I want to hear what you have to say. But Uncle Sam, tell me what you told me when we talked about it earlier. Well, from what I've gathered, I I think – <clears throat> These two had a relationship personally. That's what it sounds like to me. I, I mean, from I, I something something just doesn't sit right with me. If this, this phone call, she was so upset and and everything over it. Why stay on it? Why not hang up the phone? And supposedly it was a what twenty five minute phone call. I mean, come on, it was yeah, yeah. I mean, her being the person she is. And gone through what she's gone through, I I would assume for her to get upset to the point where she would be like, you know what, that's unacceptable. Fuck you, and hang up the phone on him. So so this is why it's it's innocent until proven guilty, and this is why Michigan State probably took the the approach of we're going to do our due diligence. It's not looking good for him. That being no, said, it's not. That being said, that is the counterpoint. That is his. That is not, his. Not point. only not only that, and here's. Why I say I think they have a relationship, because if if he felt comfortable enough to do that, they've actually had some kind of relationship. Obviously, the guy's a married guy, okay, and he's on the phone, you know, uh, tugging, rubbing on the phone with her. I, I they've obviously had some kind of relationship. Otherwise, why stay on the line? Why stay on the line? That that to me just sounds ridiculous. It almost. It, it almost sounds like this. That sounds like a money grab to me. I'm not defending this guy. I think he's a fucking idiot, personally. I mean, a guy in his position with his kind of money to sit there and, and throw your fucking career away over, over that is fucking absurd. Not condoning it at all. But it sounds like a fucking money grab to me. And I'm not trying to be uh, chauvinistic about it. and I, That I'm not... Uh, that I don't care what happened to her in the past. What He's got four daughters. The, the man's got and, four and daughters. So what's that? I'm talking about you. I'm I'm making sure everyone knows your credibility on this. You have four daughters, and you. I have want, four. I have four daughters. You wouldn't want anything like and, that. Yet. And I would never want anything like that to happen to one of them. But I think my kids are fucking smart enough that if something was going to go down like that, they would react to it in the way that she should have reacted to it. Was hang up the fucking phone. That's my opinion. That's all. It's it's a personal opinion. I'm not bashing her in any way, but it sounds like a fucking money grab. Okay? 
if you think I'm bashing her, then I am. Sam? Um, uh, this is a toughie. Uh, I think the problem here lies more with the – I mean, this seems to be – I mean, it happens everywhere, but for the last, what, five, six years, all we've heard out of Michigan State is this negative – culture that's that's developed there that's because of that scumbag nasser i I get it well i I mean but here's the thing you know if if you're if it happens once you can call it an isolated incident you can call it the person but i mean the laundry list is getting pretty long for michigan state at this point and i mean it's like that everywhere for michigan's had that too It seems kind of odd for me that a grown man is having a phone conversation with somebody he met three times and he's pulling the Deshaun Watson on the phone with her. Yes. It's just one, he's stupid. Two, I think there's some decisions that go into to the character of these people that they're hiring there. I, I just it's just a really, really sad situation for everybody involved because regardless whether or not they had a relationship, what he did was stupid because when you know everything that's going on surrounding the place of your employment, right? I mean, everybody in the world knows what's going on at Michigan State for the last five, six years. You you can't even get close to putting yourself in a situation like that because – you know what's going to happen. It's going to blow up. It's going to get out there. I think he made a really, really bad call, uh, regardless if they had a relationship or not. I, I don't really think there's ever a situation where you should be uh, tugging your own chain when you're on the phone with with somebody that's supposed to be, uh, you know, that you're supposed to be having a working relationship with. I mean, whatever you do behind closed doors. I believe it was more door. than that. I believe it was more than that. I don't think a guy would feel comfortable enough doing something like that unless they had some kind of relationship. It's just my opinion. It's, I, I don't know. It's something to keep in mind. Yeah. It's something to keep in it's mind. It's just something out there. I mean, is what it is. But he threw his fucking career away, and he's, he's a dumbass. So real quick, because I want to I wanna get to the, the actual football that was played yesterday. Um, yeah. I want to say that Uncle Sam brings up great points. Um. I want to say that, but there's there's counter arguments to, ev- oh, I, to everything, I agree. and the counter is she doesn't need the money and she doesn't need the money grab, in my opinion, and she's seen this play out before. So why choose her? Why risk it if you're Mel Tucker? Exactly. And and number two, um, the the bigger picture problem is in the Title IX investigation, which is already done and over with, and it already happened. It happened in July. Okay. So this is wrapped up. This is this is some a lot of parties. It's been kept under wraps, but it's it's been known. But for the most part, it's wrapped up. And in the Title IX investigation, one thing we do know for certain, which is not a good look for Mel Tucker, is he admitted that he was playing with himself over the phone. He admitted that. So whether it was consensual or whatever, that's up for debate. Of course, it goes without saying. I hope all parties get their due process. I hope this Brenda Tracy gets her her say and i think that i hope that everything works out for her wherever the truth is it comes out and i hope the counter for mel tucker i hope if there's if if he's saying what he thinks he says i hope it comes out with facts and whatever it's so hard to to discern this but 
the bigger picture problem is it's Michigan State where this has occurred before. And he's known that because everyone knew what happened at Michigan State. Every single person knew that. Don't and shit on, where you eat. Don't shit where you eat. And and on top of that, this is this is what I told Uncle Sam in the pre-show, and I promise I'll move on after this. On top of that, he admitted that he did it, number one. Number two, that behavior is unbecoming of a head football coach at a, at a major Power Five conference, especially one like Michigan State. And let hey, me man. tell you why. Let me tell you why. A lot of the time, there's instances where it's the basketball coach. So, for example, you can make the case that this person is the basketball coach at Michigan State. It's Tom Izzo. But a lot of these times, a lot of the time, these football coaches are the judge, jury, and executioner, and they are the face of these universities. Nick Saban is the face of Alabama. Okay, Brian Kelly became the face at LSU. Jim Harbaugh is the face of the University of, of Michigan. It's the first thing Urban you Meyer. Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Don't another, forget about him with another his great deal example. With two students. Lincoln Lincoln Riley at USC. The the list goes on. Those people are by far the most powerful people in the football program and in the athletic department. More powerful than the ADs a lot of the time. They get paid the most. They're a lot of the time more powerful than the president, and they're a lot of the time the face of the university. Now, I think Izzo is more of the face than Mel Tucker. That could be up to, for debate after the, the meteoric rise Tucker had there two I years ago. That. that being said, you are the face. You are the head recruiter. You are the coach. You are the one that deals with the parents. You are the one that people see, okay? And when they see you do that, when you at one point had the third highest contract in college football and you're making $95 million a year, a contract that's paid by one of your biggest alumni who is a part of the athletic department, Matt, Matt Ishbia, who is a Spartan basketball player, owner of the Phoenix Suns now. Um, if you're that person, that is unbecoming of the face of that football program. Not talking about if it was consensual or not or whatever. We're talking about a married man that was playing with himself and got caught doing it. And in really bad context, really, really bad context, whether they were friends or more than friends or whatever. And on top of that, Mel Tucker is a married man with kids. And Ime Udoka got from the Boston Celtics coming off actual wins in his life. Mel Tucker hasn't won much. He just beat Michigan a couple times. Coming off of actual wins, Ime Udoka off of the NBA Finals got fired the next summer for doing the same thing. And um, I just think that this might not end well for him regardless. I know Spartan fans just don't want to see that involved with their, with their school, let alone their football program or their athletic department. And again, I just hope at this point that all parties get their, their day. I hope that, that Brenda Tracy gets, gets what she's looking for out of this. I hope that Mel Tucker gets what he's looking for out of this. But not a good look. Uh, for Mel Tucker, and he should have known better. And we will leave yeah. it at that. Regardless of what happens, his career, I believe, is over. Uh, especially, what well, for sure at Michigan State. But yes. I mean, agree. Oh, he'll coach. You don't. Again. You don't come back from that, especially where again. he is. On that he said note, the same thing about Urban Meyer. He'll coach again. And then that didn't last long either. He'll coach. But again. then we got Urban Meyer last week. Ur Urban Meyer will coach. Again. Did you Did you guys see last week uh, during the? I can't remember. It was the game? I think it was the 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 Colorado uh, TCU game from last week. Urban Meyer was caught on the side of the picture talking to coeds in the frame, and they had to pan away real quick. So yeah, well, he picked up. Urban Meyer does. Up. That's what he does. Some That's things never change. Yeah, the more and he's the married. More things change the more they stay the same. 
But football? Uh, let's, let's let's get to football. Can we football? We can football. Let's football. Let's football. Please. Week one, there were some major surpri- surprises, some things we knew, some things we didn't know, some bad performances, some exceedingly good performances. But I would like to start – let's do it by time. Let's start with those 1 p.m. slate of games. And I would like to start in Atlanta, Georgia, where the Falcons – Took down the Panthers. Uh, I think we were on the same page on that one, Sam. I think were we all on the same page? Did we all have Atlanta? Oh, no, me and Uncle Sam. No, you and we Uncle did Sam not all. actually had Carolina. Some guys for the Panthers didn't play. Bryce Young's first career game. Same with Bijan Robinson. Uh, the Falcons end up coming out twenty-four to ten. Um, some observations I had: Bijan when he got some play was the real deal. He had a really nice, uh, a really nice touchdown. And uh, Bryce Young started slow, but he seemed like they were – it seemed like they were managing him properly. I was shocked that the Panthers' defense didn't do a little more, um, but not shocked at the result. What do you guys think? Well, well – Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. go ahead, Sam. <laughs> okay. Uh, number one, I think this Atlanta backfield is actually going to be uh, probably one of the best in the NFL this year. Algier had a really nice little game. He averaged five yards per carry, two touchdowns. Um, Bijan, when he got his touches, you know, he had 56 yards on 10 runs. I think that they were extremely effective running the ball, and that is without Cordero Patterson. I think when you get him back into the mix, uh, that that's going to be a three-headed monster out of the backfield there that that's going to cause, cause a lot of havoc. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I mean – Desmond Ritter didn't throw the ball a whole lot. Uh, he only threw the ball 18 times, but Kyle Pitts, two receptions for 44 yards. Matt Collins, that was one of my dark horses going into the draft this year. I don't know if it's just because he looks so damn sexy or not, but three receptions, 31 yards. Um, my concern about the Falcons Take goose egg for Drake London. Drake London. That was Absolutely. a big fantasy disappointment for some people. That one, that one kind of. I was kind of shocked by that. Uh, only targeted one time and did not haul it in. But I think this Falcons running, this Falcons rushing attack is going is going to be kind of scary, especially when you add in that just the the mix that Cordero Patterson has to offer you. As far as the Panthers go, uh, I thought Miles Sanders had a decent little game. Uh, Chuba looked pretty good when he got the ball. Overall, I I don't think they used Chuba enough. I'll agree with you there. Bryce Young has looked really, really ripe to me. Like, it just didn't – it's going to take a few weeks. But I don't don't think this Panthers offense is something to really worry about. I think you need a couple weeks, let everybody get into their groove. Shark needs Uh, to come back. Yeah, Shark. The defense – for Carolina was a bigger concern. Uh, that to me, I mean, Atlanta was able to run rampant on them the whole game. Uh, the only real playmaker I saw in that defense yesterday was Brian Burns. So I, I think they have a little bit of work to do there. But overall, if Atlanta could keep running the ball the way they did yesterday, they they I think I think my thoughts on them either winning this division or finishing as a close second is probably pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uncle Sam. I just think uh, I was really surprised with Jesse Bates. Uh, He, he actually had a ball game. The guy's still a ball hawk. 
And uh, I tell you, Cincinnati's really missing him. One of the better safeties in football. Yes. He had a great game for Atlanta. Uh, both uh, Something to keep an eye on is the Lions play both of these teams. I think they have them both in the early half of the season. So the Lions have the Falcons next week at Ford Field. Uh, and I think the Panthers are also sometime in October. So something to keep an eye on. I, I definitely liked what I saw from the Falcons, but we expected it. And uh, I, I think Arthur Smith's eventually going to have a lot of success there. Is it Desmond Ritter yet? I don't know. He was just okay yesterday, but uh, we'll see. That was a, a good start if you're a Falcons fan. Let's head to uh, let's head to Baltimore, Maryland. Um, staying with the theme of the rookie quarterbacks, we had the Ravens on top of the Texans, 25-9 in Stroud's debut. I thought similar performance as Bryce Young, a little more, uh, more game-manager-like. And um, the Ravens started slow, I would say. I was, I was a little shocked with their first half, including Lamar. There were some injuries. Um, great game from uh, J.K. Dobbins, who ended up tearing his Achilles and is, of course, out for the year. But uh, Lamar started slow as a passer, and I think that's something to keep an eye on as he knocks the rust off. He hasn't played in a year and a, or, you know, a little under a year. Um, but what did you guys think? I, I, yeah. I thought Tomiko Ryan's had his defense ready. Defensively, I, I don't think the Texans are, are as bad as people think they are. Um, they got a nice core of young guys there that are they're going to make some noise. They were pretty fundamental. They were yeah, fundamentally sound. I mean, Zay Flowers, my God, the guy's explosive. He, he had a, he had a little bit of a game. He had a good start. He uh, he had I don't know if he hit a hundred yards. I'd have to check no, that, but. Uh, he had a good start, and I could see him being as someone that Lamar leans on. What do you think, Sam? Uh, yeah, Zay Flowers definitely going to be somebody that Lamar leans on. And and it was – the writing was on the wall yesterday. He was targeted 10 times, nine receptions, 78 yards. The next closest, Beckham and Bateman both only had three targets. So, obviously, Lamar is going to look Zay Flowers' direction for, for a better part of the year. For me, that J.K. Dobbins injury was uh, – that one, that one just – Oh, this guy, this guy had so much talent coming in and just dealt with nothing but injury after injury. And I think that that's the, that's been the story for the Ravens is every single year, these running backs, whether it's Gus Edwards, JK Dobbins, they just, these guys just don't stay healthy. Um, I think going forward, I would kind of look to the Ravens to maybe get in on the Jonathan Taylor sweepstakes. If they, have the capital to do it, uh, I think that would put them over the top. But Ravens' defense for me looked looked extremely solid yesterday. Houston's defense, I thought, played a nice game. Uh, Petrie's in the hospital right now with bruised lungs. He was coughing up blood after the game yesterday. That's going to be one to watch. Um, overall, I think Zay Flowers is the real deal. I think, I, I think he's going to tear it up this year. Uh, Damian Pierce kind of worries me, you know. It, and I don't know if it's Damian Pierce or if it's the Houston Texans offensive line. Uh, Stroud did get sacked five times yesterday. But he threw the ball 44 times as well. The highlight for me for Houston, though, <clears throat> Robert Woods, man. I mean, my man had six, six, uh, six receptions, 57 yards. He had a nice little game. Tank Dell got in on the action. Again, I think Houston's going to take a few weeks for them to – gel but after what we saw yesterday i'm not hopeless on that uh, there are, there were teams that i saw yesterday that were hopeless i think houston actually 
might have a little bit of something going there. Some juice. I, I, I agree. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be competitive. They remind me of the Lions two years ago. Probably not going to win a lot of games, but they're going to be in games. Right. And they're going to they're going to cause some headaches for other teams. And they're going to they're going. They to, got to Lamar. They yeah. slapped him around, put him on the ground, turned him over. So you know what? I Jackson's a really good quarterback, and unless you really put your foot on his neck, he's going to come back and destroy you. And that's exactly what happened to them. Let's stay in that division with arguably the biggest surprise yesterday. The Browns, the Cleveland Browns, took down Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Okay, that happens. Oof. Okay. Oof. Oof. We were all off on Oof. that. Sam, I know you're high on the Bengals. You have in the Super Bowl. Uh, Joe Burrow, did he finish with 100 yards, Sam? No. Uh, no, he did not. He had 82 yards passing. I- I'm going <laughs> to – I'm going to say this. I made a mistake in my picks yesterday. If you go back to uh, when I did all of the AFC or all of the re- divisional rankings, I actually did have Cincinnati losing their first two games of the year. So I'll give myself the credit on that one. I don't know what I was thinking when I picked them yesterday. I was obviously thinking it's Cincinnati versus Cleveland, but they looked atrocious everywhere. And, and Cincinnati started out slow last year and got it all together and, Burrow missed all training camp with this fucking calf injury. and But, man, did they look bad. I didn't think Mixon looked good. I didn't think Burrow looked good. I mean, he couldn't find an open receiver to save his life. And defensively, I don't even think they looked very good. I'm still not worried about it. I don't think that's what this season's going to be for them. I don't think there's that much regression. They were flat. For, no, they were extremely flat. They were extremely rusty. And for some reason... It takes this team a couple weeks to get it together. I don't know why. Well, this is what happens when you don't play in the preseason, too. I think that has a lot to do with it, too. It's what happens. I, exactly. I'm, with Uncle, I'm with Uncle Sam. There's there's now a track record of the rust needing to be knocked off if you don't get a few good preseason reps in, even if they're in live practice. Yeah. Joe Burrow missed the whole preseason. It was raining. I'm not going to make excuses for them because from what I no, understand— Cleveland was fired up. He's never won in Cleveland, yeah. right? Correct. I didn't know that until going into this weekend. Joe Burrow's yeah. never won in Cleveland. Cleveland was fired up. Uncle Sam, you're allowed to do grave dancing on this one. I don't think you were high on Cleveland. Um, I wa- I actually wasn't high on them. I, d- I just didn't think they would beat Cincinnati. I just didn't think they had it in them. You did say they'd have a shot to be decent this year, though, and, and that we should expect a little well, bit more from Cleveland. they have the talent. You go up and down that roster, they got a shit ton of talent. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb was a monster yesterday. I mean— so I, I think that's the best division in football still. I still stick with that over the AFC East. Um, I thought it was a bad showing from most of the teams, but the Browns were the ones that stood out. Yeah. And it's something to watch because over time, let's keep an eye on this. Is this the Bengals regression? Is something going on there? Or was this the Browns being better than we think they're going to be? Was this a one-off? It could be a number of things. It's week one. It's too early to tell. Um, I, I I truly believe it's a rust thing because if you remember in the preseason, Deshaun Watson played, mm-hmm. so it's not like he didn't get any kind of reps. He got reps with his guys, and he and he looked pretty good. I mean, you're gonna look real good when you could just turn around, hand the ball off to Nick Chubb, and let him do his thing, and then the shit's gonna be wide open downfield. Yeah, and, and, and it was, and it wasn't a bad debut at all for Deshaun Watson. I mean, no, no receivers stood out like crazy. That being said. 
Uh, he went off for 154, a touchdown, and interception in the in, in the rain. And the counter to that is the guy that just got the heart, the largest contract in NFL history on the other side of the field didn't do anything. So if you're a yeah. Browns fan, you got to be pretty happy. The good news is if you're a Bengals fan, you get your redemption later on in the season. That's the beauty of those division games. Uh, let's move on to one of the teams that we were all universally high on, and they showed out yesterday, but still some good observations. Jacksonville took down the Colts in Indianapolis with a final score of, I don't have the score in front of me, 31-21. I thought it was a mild performance from the Jags, but one thing that stood out to me was uh, Calvin Ridley is the real deal. He's back. Trevor Lawrence 100% favored him. And then on the counter to that, I thought Richardson was the best of the rookie quarterbacks yesterday. I thought he made some great throws. I thought he had some great runs. And, uh, Again, I think we're all I, high on him. Yeah, but I'm a little I'm a little worried about him because it won't take defenses long to figure him out. And he really got banged up near the end of that game. He's got to learn to run out of bounds or slide, or he's absolutely going to get Cam Newtoned his first year. That's one of our that, favorite. That's what's going to happen here. to him because if he thinks he's just going to run these guys over at this level because he's a big kid, he's got another thing coming. Once they play a very, and I'm not going to say that he wasn't good. He was good, but he's got to be smarter. He's got to be smarter. You got to use your head. Justin Fields is the same way. Guy runs around, thinks he's going to run around and run by everybody. Guess what? It's not going to happen often. You're 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 going to get caught at this level. And uh, you know, Indianapolis came to play. I'll I'll give them that. They came to it's, play. It was similar to the Texans. Yes, they, they came up. to play. Their defense was fast, and they were all over the field. Uh, Anthony Richardson, to me, was far and wide the best rookie yesterday. Uh, he ran the ball nicely. I agree with you, Uncle Sam. If he doesn't if he doesn't learn to slide or get out of bounds, he is going to get killed. Um, I thought he – throwing the ball wise as well. I thought he looked crisper than the rest of the rookies yesterday. Uh, Michael Pittman had a nice game, eight receptions, 97 yards, and a touchdown. The biggest hole here for the Colts is they desperately need to resolve this Jonathan Taylor situation and get him back out there because they don't have anybody who can who can even get close to filling that role on that roster right now. And, there's and nobody there's an there. Update there. There's an update on Jonathan Taylor. He is healthy and he's ready to go. And it sounds like he is going to suit up for them when the four weeks are over. But they are still actively seeking a trade partner. Miami yeah. is still very much in on him. But sorry, go ahead, Sam. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're you. right. Yeah. And like I said before, I think Baltimore should be in that conversation too, but they need this guy. So whatever it is that he needs to get paid, if you're Jim Irsay, you you need to open up the pocketbook and take care of this because that's that's the biggest hole in this team yesterday. I I actually liked what I saw from the Colts, but I did like what I saw like what I seen with the Jaguars better. Uh I thought Trevor Lawrence had a very nice game in, in a week one to knock the rust off. Etn ran the ball well. Uh, you know, Tank Bigsby. Obviously, he's going to be that red zone guy who's going to who's going to put up some touchdowns. But my God, did Calvin Ridley look good? And, and Lawrence looked his way eleven times. I think, much like Zay Jones, Lamar Jackson, these two guys got the rapport off the bat. I think that they're going to they're going to gel nicely. And every receiver, pretty much besides Christian Kirk, that they had looked good yesterday. Ingram had a nice little game. Zay Jones had a nice game. Uh, 
my big worry with Jacksonville was the defense. I, I thought that they looked kind of unorganized and, and they didn't didn't have a lot of juice coming out of the gate. Yeah, their, set, their secondary looked a little suspect yesterday. Yeah. I, I so, thought they progressed last year, and now it looks like they took a couple steps back. They were they were a little off. That might just be the week one jitters. Hopefully they get that together because yeah. I'm really high on this Jacksonville team, and I think they have the offense to make make a really deep run into the playoffs. So, uh, But, yeah, Colts impressed me a little bit too. And that's the beauty of week one is we still don't know what the hell's going on right now. We we can't tell things are a trend. We can't tell if they're a trend until maybe when we get to October. We that's that's when the pack starts to separate. Right. Uh, moving on to one of my personal favorite outcomes and one of my three big surprises from yesterday. We're gonna head to Minneapolis where Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, some of the front runners in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, took down Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. And God, I love, do I love when the Vikings lose. And I love knowing that some of us were right and that that regression is full on. But we were also right because I think... I don't know if it was other than just me, but I thought that the Bucks were going to come out. They, they're a proud team. They just won a Super Bowl two years ago. They're a very proud franchise. So I knew the Bucks were going to come out hot. I knew they were going to cover. Wasn't it? Wasn't it like nine and a half or ten or something like that? It was pretty. It was big. a big. It was a big number. And uh, yeah, I and think they, it was seven and a half. Seven and a half. Sorry, I was I was off. It was a big number. That being said, not a bad showing from Baker. Not a bad showing from all he found from 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 Baker at all. He found his receivers. The Bucks defense showed out. Kirk Cousins was Kirk, bad. Kirk Cousins, my God, the two fumbles just destroyed them. Both of those fumbles left to scores. I, 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 I don't know what that was. Listen, That's those what are, happens when you don't play for the preseason? Basically, those he are didn't games, play either. Those are games that you have to have. Yeah, you cannot be fumbling. You, you can't yeah, you can't you, be doing that. And um, you know, once okay, I give it to you, okay? Yeah, it, like at, twice at home against what is arguably one of the worst teams in your conference um, to start the season, especially coming off that very disappointing finish last year. You you cannot be fumbling like that if you're Kirk Cousins. It's week one. Maybe you give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the Vikings get better from there. Uh, Sam, tell us a little bit about Jordan Addison because he may have been the best rookie receiver yesterday. Uh, I think Jordan Addison was the best rookie receiver yesterday. He had four receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown on six targets. And, and that's with Justin Jefferson getting targeted 12 times. Um, I, I loved the way he played yesterday. I thought he looked really good. I think he's going to be a consistent option for Kirk Cousins. Um, and that one-two punch between Addison and Jefferson is exactly what we want it to be. It, it, it's the real deal. Uh, for me – I predicted the Vikings would go 7-10. and 10. I think that might have been a little optimistic because, my God, Kirk looked unorganized yesterday. They were completely unable to run the ball with, with Alex Mattson. He, it was completely ineffective. Um, thought their defense looked old, sluggish. Because in all reality, most likely – this is going the Buccaneers team that they lost to yesterday is going to be one of the worst teams they face all year because the Buccaneers didn't do anything to impress me yesterday. They didn't run the ball well. Uh, Baker threw for 173 yards. He had two tuds. Mike Evans was pretty much open the whole game. I, I watched 
I focused in more on that game than any other game I watched yesterday because I did not think there was a chance in hell that this Buccaneers team was going to win. But receivers were open, and, and Baker was hitting them. They, they, it just – this one made no sense to me at all. The turnovers destroyed fact, Minnesota. Other than the fact that Minnesota – and we were dead on with this – Minnesota last year was the biggest farce, the biggest smoke and mirrors. It's going to be a six or seven win season for them. Kirk's finally going to be gone. I mean, that was awful. That was purely awful from them in every aspect of the game yesterday. Outside of the fact that Justin Jefferson and Addison are two of the best receivers in football they're the best duo, in my opinion, outside of the one in Miami, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. And Cousins will throw for a million yards a game, no matter what, if he has those two guys. But they just can't finish. They just can't get it done in the end. And the defense looks awful, just purely Te- awful. Teams have to roll that coverage toward Jefferson so much. Addison is going to have the easiest possible year because he's just going to see one-on-one, and normally it's not going to be a, a top-tier guy on him, and he should be able to absolutely tear it up this year. Real, real quick, before we move on, I just want to say TJ Hawkinson, eight receptions for 35 yards, and I still am very baffled as to how he is the highest-paid tight end in football. <laughs> and I'm, I'm extremely giddy that we have Sam Laporta, and he put on the performance that he did on Thursday night. Hawkinson's proud to say that he's happy to win now. Yeah. You okay. Know. Yeah, happy to win for Bad. sure, for sure. Bad. Moving on to one of the one of the more um I don't know. I didn't love this game that much. Um not surprised by the outcome, but it took a lot to get there. The Saints over the Titans, uh 16 to 15. Uh extremely bad showing from Ryan Tannehill. I think he had three that, interceptions. That, that was one of the most physical games that i seen yesterday the titans always play people physical game wow um and and it showed it was it was a bit of a bloodbath the score reflected it my my one observation that i want to say is that i think michael thomas is back and i also think that Derek carr loves michael thomas it was cool to watch and uh if you're a michael thomas fantasy owner good for you because i think you are going to cash in he had five for 61 chris olave of course still the number one guy eight for 112 yards no tds uh rashid shaheed ended up with the only receiving tv td and if you're looking for a jamal williams update please don't argue with me on this one the lions got it right he had 18 carries for 45 yards um, I think it's just going to be a slow go, and they're going to bleed it away until Alvin Kamara gets back. Yeah. Sam, go ahead. Agree with you on the Jamal Williams thing. In all reality, that that is what he is, um, and I think so too. They're just going to use him when they have to until Kamara is back. Chris Olave is really, really good at football. Uh, I, I thought he had a very nice game. Michael Thomas, I agree with you, is back until inevitably he's out for eight weeks with turf toe. Uh, I thought Derek Carr looked pretty good. And, and that Saints defense is is as consistent as they've always been. Ryan Tannehill is absolutely off. I I thought he – I don't know how this guy still has a job. I think this is a true testament to how bad Malik Willis and Will Levis must be for them to give this guy the nod. He had a QBR of 28 yesterday, uh, three picks, three sacks. This team's just not going to win with him, you know. I, I've he been was better than Burrow. I've been fight. No, it actually wasn't better than Burrow. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. 
Not according to the QBR, he wasn't. Either way, <laughs> either way, he had more yards. He did have more yards. Yes. He also had more interceptions. Either way, they're not going to be able to win with him with him at the helm. I'm sorry, uh, Derrick Henry did you know four yards per carry? He had a decent game, I guess, 63 yards on 15 attempts. But DeAndre Hopkins as- started to lose his mind at one point yesterday because Tannehill could not get in the ball. He was losing his mind. It's going to be a tough go for Hopkins. Yeah, it's going to be rough there. It's going to be tough. I thought that was a bad decision from the start. I think we all agree with you that. you see seen on that one play near the end of that game, he was open and they missed him. I was like, God. Yeah. And he, he was, was just frustrated. He was getting the separation. Yeah. yeah. He was. Re- realistically, realistically, how long do they let Tannehill go? They got two options. How long do they allow Tannehill to be at the helm of this thing? Because they, you, they I can't imagine play. that they, that he's that he's there for that much longer. Like I think we lost. Uh oh. We lose you. What happened to your camera? I think he's frozen in general. <laughs> he's a he, might, froze. he might have he might have lost internet. No, but I. You know what? Are you there, Sam? Yeah, I'm back now. Okay. Uh, I, I'm with you, real real quick. Um, before Uncle Sam goes, um. They're going to play it politically. They're going to play that very politically. They're going to wait till something happens. They're going to over-exaggerate an injury and keep him out. And I think we'll get uh, that Willis and uh, that Willis and um, uh, what's his Well, name? Willis is still slated as a number two, I believe. Yeah, Willis and, and Levis. Levis is number three. The Willis and Levis one-two punch. Yeah. But, Uncle Sam, you thought the game was physical? I, th- I thought it was a very physical game. I was watching that New Orleans defense. They were flying around. And I'll tell you what, Tennessee's defense was no joke. Jeffrey Simmons was a fucking beast. And uh, that, that was a big bucks physical game. Yeah. I think it'll tell its tale on both of those teams coming. I agree with you. Both defenses from the did next look, couple both weeks. Both defenses look stout, aggressive. But point blank, Titans aren't going to win anything with Tannehill down. That's it. No. As good as their right. defense is, they're, they're a five or six game win team with, with him at quarterback. Moving on, uh, a result that not necessarily surprised me because we knew the result, but arguably, in my opinion, the best team yesterday was the San Francisco 49ers. They went into Pittsburgh and put a beat down on the Steelers, 30-7. to Uncle Sam, I'm going to do some grave dancing here. I think Brock not Purdy. Not Brock Purdy. God I think Brock Purdy is going to be rock solid for them and it showed yesterday he was everyone that needed to be good yesterday was good for them including Kittle who had a who had a nice little uh I I thought Kittle was gonna have a dump off here but he had a nice little three reception uh 19 yard performance and it's only gonna go up because he's injured but Brandon Ayuk was the big story Brandon Ayuk is no joke two TDs some massive catches uh Brock wide open Brock made some massive throws but but their defense I forgot about the Niners D I I will admit it I forgot about Niners defense. It's probably the best in football. They made things very uncomfortable for Kenny Pickett on the road, and I'm high on Kenny Pickett. I'm high on the Steelers, and uh, I love what I saw from San Francisco. I liked what I saw from San Francisco more than what I liked, or more than what I saw out of Philly, in my opinion, and I think San Francisco is going to have a shot to push Philly as well. Go ahead. Agree, 1,000%. Uh, Brock Purdy's going to be a pro bowler to end off this year, much to Uncle Sam's demise, just because – he is going to put up such consistent, nice numbers week in and week out. Uh, the receiving core looked good. Debo has a new role as a number two, and I think he's good with that. Ayuk is clearly the number one guy on this team. 
he, he looked unstoppable yesterday, second only, in my opinion, to Tyreek Hill. Uh, Christian McCaffrey broke off that 65-yard run. It was absolutely beautiful. But outside of that, he had a great game running the football, too. And their defense is the number one defense in the league. They are the most complete. This team is going to – they're a 14-win team. I mean, I couldn't find a hole yesterday. They have defensive playmakers at, at every position. Purdy is consistent. He's good. He manages the game. McCaffrey is McCaffrey, and the receivers look fine. Kittle had a few huge blocks in there, too. I, he's playing his role well as he's still Ayuk. banged up. Ayuk had a huge block on that big run that McCaffrey had. Yes, he did. He put a Mass- guy on his back. Listen, they're good enough to win without a quarterback. <laughs> Ooh, he's doubling down. No, I'm not doubling down. They're going. Yeah, they're they're going to get eight wins just with their defense. He still has to just with the, the defense. I, I agree. I, and I, I will agree. say this: the Steelers came out flat yesterday. They did not look good. They couldn't establish the run. They outside of Deontay Johnson, who got hurt. No, nobody there was even a George Pickens wasn't even a viable guy. It, it was it was awful. No one stood out. They're 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 showing to me outside. T.J. Watt, they were awful. They were awful, awful on defense. The secondary did not look good. They they were they had guys running wide open downfield, and and I that's an assessment to 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 coaching there. That secondary looked bad. I'm with you, Uncle Sam, and it goes back to the, the same argument with the Bengals. I'm shocked at how bad the yes. entire division performed yesterday. Flat. Steelers, Bengals, Browns, the only ones that kind of exceeded expectations. Steelers, Bengals, Browns, Ravens. I thought that I thought all three of them were flat, and the Steelers in particular yeah. let it off. It's just a matter of was this a one-off performance? Are they going to come back? Was this just the nine? Oh, they're going to come back. Good? I don't think Mike Tomlin's a very, very good football coach. Arguably the best. He won't allow that shit to fucking happen I'm, two weeks in a row. I'm with you. you. Watch, they're going to come out hard next week. I am with Steelers, you. Steelers will bounce back, and they'll bounce back quick. I agree with that. I don't think Kenny Pickett had an awful game. Uh, Najee Harris, they, they're just not. They didn't utilize the run at all. But I thought that their receivers didn't look. They didn't look awful. I kind of disagree with you there. Well, I mean, Al had five receptions. Deontay Johnson before he went out, three for forty-eight. Like I didn't think their receivers had a bad game. The one thing I'm going to say about Brock Purdy, and I know you don't want to hear this, he doesn't do anything wrong. He doesn't make mistakes. He's consistent. He protects the ball, and if you do that with the weapons that they have, they're going to win a shitload of games. He doesn't have to be otherworldly, but as long as he protects the ball, manages the game, is consistent, doesn't make mistakes, they're going to win a whole lot of games. Uh, Whether whether the throws are big or not, um, no matter what, they are timely, and Uncle Sam, I'm telling you, Trey Jackson had two sacks. That defense was outstanding yesterday. They were they were great. And he's a rookie from last year. He's a, first, a second year guy from last year, and uh, their their defensive line is the shit. It's the, the, it's the they they were the the Steelers couldn't do anything with them guys. They're linebackers too. They're linebackers too. The line, you know, Warner's, Warner's probably the best guy in football. You can so, make the case. You know, um, but I'm I. I'm telling you, watch Brock. The defense. Brock, their defense is great, and it's going to be the reason they win. I, I want to see him do it against a different team. Fair. Fair. Done. That's all. That's all. I don't think the Steelers are as good as people think. 
Moving on. Uh, this one we don't have to spend a lot of time on. It, it wasn't great, but uh, the Commanders took down the Cardinals 20-16 to at home. Didn't love what I saw from Sam Howell. I think he was 202 at the TD and an interception. No one really stood out on both sides offensively. I'll say Josh Dobbs didn't turn the ball over for the Cardinals, which is good, but here's, there's still much, not much to love. I want to harp on something a little bit different. The vibe was completely – it was a 180 at FedEx Field yesterday. And similar to Lions fans, those fans have been waiting a while, even though they've had playoff games and playoff wins over the last decade. Uh, those fans have been waiting a while for the vibe to improve, and it was good yesterday. That crowd was one of the best crowds I saw yesterday. They were so fired up for Josh Harris's first game as owner. Kevin Durant was there. Some some other famous uh, commanders slash Redskin fans in the area were there. They brought back old alumni. Clinton Portis was there. Uh, Champ Bailey. And the vibes were just really good and uh, good for that franchise that they got that ownership right. Um, we'll see on Sam Howell, though. I think the jury's out. But, uh, Uncle Sam, what did you uh, what did you notice about this game? Anything in particular? I, I thought the Cardinals' defense played pretty damn good. I thought they were effective. Uh, they were turning – they were getting Howell to turn the ball over. Uh, they were flying around the field. I just – they were better than I thought they would be. And I'll tell you what, Dobbs didn't do a bad job. I thought he did better than I thought he was going to be. He did what they needed. I thought he was going to be a dumpster fire. He did what they needed. For yeah. But it was a pretty tough game the whole way down. And, uh, you know, nothing really stood out to me as, as anybody elite. But they're solid. They're solid. Their defensive line, their front seven is probably one of the better front sevens in football. The commanders. Sam? Listen to me. Cardinals are fucking shit, okay? Point blank, period. There's nothing I liked about that team yesterday at all. Wait, wait, nothing. hold on. Hold on. So wouldn't that mean the commanders are likely pretty shit too? The commanders really are good? likely. We're dealing with a three or four win team and a five and six win team here. So what there was you're, telling me, like what you're telling me was this was the trash can versus the recycling bin yesterday. Right. This this was, We I said this on Friday, this was the dumpster fire of the it's week here. to say that. Josh Dobbs is shit, all right? James Conner, he had a decent, decent, very loosely game. I, I mean, I'm sorry. There was, nothing, there was nothing about the Cardinals that I liked yesterday. And you, know, you said their defense looked good. They're going up against Sam Howell and, you know, what was it, his second ever start. I'm sorry. There was nothing that I took from this game that I liked outside of the fact that one, Arizona's going to have to use James Conner more. So if you need it for fantasy, I think he's a very viable candidate because I think he's going to run the ball a lot. Two, Brian Robinson separated himself from Antonio Gibson in that in the commander's backfield. And three, Curtis Samuel might be viable. We need another week to figure that one out, but he might be a viable fantasy option. Other than that, we have two teams who are going to win three, four, five, and at the absolute best, six games. I don't really see much I liked out of out of this game at all. Uh, it was the dumpster fire of the week. Can we move on? Yep. Moving on to what maybe for some people the uh, a second big surprise of the week for me, nothing was surprising about it, and I'm going to do a lot of grave dancing on this one. The Packers <laughs> took down the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field, thirty-eight to twenty. And they still own that franchise. And they still own that stadium. Jordan Love, 
I've been saying it all summer. I got higher on him as training camp went on. Lived up. He was 15 for 27 for 245 yards and three TDs. He was incredible. Uh, Aaron Jones was actually his top receiving threat, but there was great stuff out of Jaden Reed, great stuff out of Romeo Dobbs with Christian Watson sitting out in the counter. Bears fans, I've been telling you. I've been telling you all summer. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to be right about this. And this is something that I don't think was a one-off. I think this is going to hold. Justin Fields, 216 yards, one TD, one really bad interception. Could have been a whole lot more if you watched that game. Only 60 yards on the ground. Their top receiver, no, it was not DJ Moore. I didn't think it was going to be. No, no, no. It was not Chase Claypool. Uh Uh-uh. It wasn't Cole Komet. It was Darnell Mooney, who only had 53 yards and one touchdown. The Bears are bad. I have been telling you people for so long. Justin Fields is not good. He's fun. It's a lot of fun to watch him, but he is not good. And the counter, even though he didn't play a great defense, Jordan Love calmed a lot of people from one of the largest fan bases in the world down. And he had an excellent performance. I need to see it again to believe it. But Jordan Love is going to be the real deal. I do think the Packers ultimately finish in the second in this division. I I believe that from the start. And I think they're going to be right there because of that defense. But in the meantime, you got to love what you saw if you were a Packers fan. And you got to hate what you saw if you were not a Packers fan. and And you are a Lions fan like us. But let me hear it, guys. Who wants to go first? Who wants to try and defend Justin Fields to me first? Sam? I'm not going to defend Justin Fields. I thought he had a really bad game yesterday. I, I thought the Bears overall had a pretty bad game yesterday. I think the biggest concern for me overall is their defense because, I mean, Aaron Jones didn't have a ton of attempts. He only rushed the ball nine times. But, I mean, when he had the ball in his hand, he looked good. They were able – Jordan Love picked them apart. So, this is what I'm – this is what we got to come to the consensus of. Was Green Bay right the whole time? Was Jordan Love ready to go? Did they make the right move with Aaron Rodgers? All these questions are, are, are going to get answered. But as of right now, yes, I think they made the right move. I agree with you, Zola. I think the Packers are going to finish with nine or ten wins and be right there second in the division. And I think the Bears will be competing with Minnesota for the bottom as a six or seven win team. Uh, Justin Fields is worrisome if you are a Bears fan. Justin Fields is worrisome. Are there going to be weeks where he goes crazy and he runs for 140 yards and two touchdowns? Yes. Will the Bears pick up some wins those weeks? Yes. But this passing game is not going to be good. It's not going to be good all year. I mean, you go out and you get a receiver like DJ Moore, who's supposed to be your number one guy, he's supposed to be your biggest weapon, and you can't find him, and you go back to Darnell Mooney? I mean, it, it, it just didn't look good for me. Khalil Herbert was disappointing as well. I mean, you got to they, – They couldn't they establish to, anything, Sam. They were offensively I, – I don't know. They they were awful. I thought the Bears were awful yesterday. They were awful, the, man. The defense was bad. You don't The secondary say. was atrocious. They couldn't, they couldn't win on either side of the ball. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think this game would have been a total blowout. They got a – garbage touchdown at the end it would have been a total blowout considering how light the Bears' schedule is this year um they like i mean the nfc north gets to play the nfc south this year as their division crossover um 
I think the Bears are going to eke out some wins. I think it's a stretch to say five or six, though, Sam. I, I, don't, I don't see it. I know it was only week one. But that was a that was a decent defense, but the offense is all young and all new pieces, and that Bears defense couldn't stop anybody. I, I thought that the, the Packers defense had the right game plan for Justin Fields. Yeah, agree. And, and and to a part, they actually had to put a spy on him because of the running, and I get that, and I don't have an issue with that. I think more teams should do that. With mobile quarterbacks, they need to put a spy on a guy like that. I think when the Lions play them, so what they were doing last week with Mahomes is they didn't necessarily have a spy on Mahomes, which they did when they played a couple years ago. What the Lions did is they switched to a zone defense with their corners. Correct. So you got to let Mahomes pick you apart really good, but in the meantime, you're going to be able to mitigate a lot of the damage on the ground. And because Justin Fields cannot throw the ball and he cannot hit these receivers in a timely fashion, the Lions will be able to go man against him, and they'll be able to put their athletic-ass linebackers in as a spy, and he is going to struggle. Jordan Love showed a lot yesterday, man. He was pretty accurate for the most part. I mean, I don't know if it's how good he was or how bad Chicago's defense was because they didn't impress me at all. They're not the fucking monsters of the midway, that's for sure. There's there's some certain things to keep an eye on 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 both ends, for sure. Uh, Moving on, uh, Uncle Sam, you can do some grave dancing on this one because you got us. Um, The Raiders, the Raiders who— Jimmy G, baby. —who shocked the world yesterday. I thought the Broncos really needed this this game, and they didn't really show out. Russ kind of bounced back. I'll tell you what, this was a physical game, and I'm telling you, these divisional games become very physical. And these teams beat each other up. And that's why you always got to remember that those divisional games mean more than these other games do. And the Raiders play those divisional games really tight. Correct. Do you have any other observations? I'll I'll tell you what. I I actually thought Jacoby Myers was a factor. Nine receptions, 81 yards, two TDs. Um, He made Jimmy G look pretty good yesterday. When you stand out more than Devontae Adams on the stat sheet. What do you think, Sam? Where'd he go? Uh oh. <laughs> Did we lose Sam? Oh wow. In the meantime, while we wait for Sam to sign back in, um, Jimmy G <laughs> he did everything he needed to do. Uh two hundred yards, two TDs. He only threw one interception. Uh, and that's a, that's against a pretty good Broncos defense. They so. missed Chandler Jones too. The Raiders defense wasn't at full strength. Yeah, yesterday. they meant that Chandler Jones so, wasn't there. That yeah. that saga's playing out in very interesting fashion. What happens there? But but credit to Russ, he wasn't incredible yesterday, but he was he, a little bit more of a game pretty manager. solid. He was solid. He was a yeah. lot better than what we saw last year against a decent defense. Raiders defense is defense decent. Um, the, but, o- the only thing that really hurt Denver was where they were unable to run the football. And that's not a stable of what Denver, the Denver Broncos do. They love to run the football, and they were unable to set up the run yesterday. And that's that's why they were just struggling so bad. Yeah, so interestingly enough, um, Samaje Pirine turned into their, their biggest receiver. Yeah. Uh, he went off for – Pirine went off for four receptions for 37 yards – so, I mean, they got a Cortland Sutton touchdown. He w- he had four for 32. He was dishing the ball around to everyone. Troutman had a couple catches for 30. Uh, Dulcich was on the board. Marvin Mims, a little bit of a lackluster debut for someone that was pretty hyped up. But, yeah, they you would have yeah, liked to hype. see them. You he's liked, all hype. He's, uh, there's a lot of hype with Marvin Mims. Yeah. You would have liked to see them run the ball a little bit better. Yes. Um, 
13 for 52 for Jevon. I, I think when they get Jerry Judy back, too, that's going to make a big difference. Yeah, it, it it totally could. That being said, I'm, I'm with you. These divisional games are tough. Yeah. Credit to you for picking the Raiders because we thought you were pretty crazy. Yeah, I know everybody did. Um, <laughs> I, I just thought mainly mainly with this one, I didn't think the Raiders were talented, and I just thought that the Broncos needed it more. That like I thought Sean Payton really have anybody to throw to. And I, I believe when he gets Jerry Judy back, it might be a different different animal then. Yeah, so just from the from the perspective of just big picture, looking big picture, in that division, this is a game that you needed if you were the Broncos. This was your home game against Correct. the Raiders. You lost a home divisional game to start the year. And for the Broncos bounce back crowd this year, the people who think the Broncos are going to end up with 10 wins, this was not a good start. Yeah. Uh, there were some things to like offensively, but again, I thought Sean Payton really needed this game. That's what I really thought the difference was going to be. And they choked. Sam, you back in there? Yeah, I am. Uh, real quick, I know you guys probably already went through this one. Uh, these were these were two six or seven win teams playing each other. Um, I, I don't I don't really see. Josh Jacobs didn't have a good game. Devontae Adams had an average game. I didn't think Garoppolo or Russell Wilson either of them looked horrible. So. Overall, I didn't see much from here that really got me excited. Jacoby Myers, baby. Let's move on. Um, Staying in that division, what I thought was the game of the day yesterday, it it certainly had a great ending. It was a bloodbath. Uh, If you have Tyreek Hill on your fantasy team, you probably won, and you are very pleased to say, except the guy who played me is projected to lose, and he had Tyreek Hill. It could have been way worse. Uh, Dolphins Chargers, the Dolphins eked it out 36-34 on the road. Um, I think we were all high on the Dolphins. Do we have, Do we all have them as the division winners in the, in the East? I believe so. Their, their defense did just enough to stop a pretty good offense yesterday. At the end. The, the, at the end. At the end. The big story is Tua. Um, almost 500 yards, three TDs. He had a pick early on. Um, Tyree Kill was just an absolute monster yesterday. And, you know, Waddle still got his say. Braxton Berrios, Mr. Alex Earl, formerly Mr. Alex Earl, had some big catches in the second half. Um, Herbert, some interesting stuff. Mike Williams went out with a concussion. Uh, but he I came thought back in later in the game. Though, came, he, he came back later. Uh, yeah. Eckler was outstanding. Eckler was at, as advertised. And I'm always low on Eckler just because he's just – he just proves me wrong every time. And uh, 16 Josh for Kelly 117. Josh Kelly had a great game on the ground, 91 yards. Keenan Allen was, for me, a, a big factor in this one. He looked great. He had six for 76. Uh, if you were wondering about the the rookie, Quinton Johnston, only two receptions for nine yards. I don't know what his target share was, but it wasn't great. Um, there was a lot to like if you were a Chargers fan, but they still choked the end of a game at home. Uncle Sam, I know you have a lot to say about Brandon Staley. That guy's supposed to be some kind of defensive guru. He's dog shit. And if he's even their coach by week seven, I'll be shocked. And that's, we've all agreed on that, by the way. We've all, this this was one game that could, that could separate them. And offensively, they look so good. And then defensively, my God, what happened? What happened? They can't stop anybody. They got one of the better secondaries, personnel-wise, in the league. 
And their and their front seven's not bad either. And they were dog shit yesterday. Yeah, Khalil I Mack and Aboza, and they and they yeah. couldn't, they couldn't stop Tua. I think Tua is just the story. I think Tua is the story on this one. I uh, we I thought he was a dark horse MVP candidate going into the year if he stays healthy. If he plays seventeen games, I think we all agreed that they're going to. Yeah, but what Tua was doing wasn't elite. He was doing a little three step drop. Then you got to start bringing guys inside to to pressure this guy to push him out of that pocket. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it, and that's why they got picked apart. Sam. So Tyreek Hill's currently on pace for 3,655 receiving yards this year. Um, and I'll be honest, is that going to happen? No. But the way that he played yesterday, I agree. He made comments after the game saying that he felt unstoppable and that nobody could guard him. I agree with that. I think on paper, the Chargers have one of the better secondaries in the league. And it was – they torched him. They absolutely torched him. Tua looked good. Tua looks thick. I will say that. I think Tua definitely put some meat on his bones over the offseason. Um take no hits either. But my God, Tyreek Hill just I agree. Nobody's gonna stop this guy. As far as the Chargers go, Brandon Staley's gotta lose his job because there's no if you look at their defense from top to bottom on paper, there's no situation where this this should be happening. But for some reason, we all kind of felt that it would. We all kind of knew that it would. And, you know, Mike Williams out with a concussion. Next week, it'll be Keenan Allen out with a hamstring. Now, Williams it's just, came back in it's the game. Like, he wasn't out. It's like the same song you dance with them, though. I'm tired of it. it it's Their defense isn't that good. It should be on paper. It's not. They're not coached well. And none of their guys can stay on the field for an entire game or an entire season. It just sucks because the talent is there for them to be really good. Their offense is very explosive, the Chargers. And moving on, wait, before we move on, though, if you're a Raiders fan, you got to be pretty pleased because everyone's looking up at you in that division. Chiefs are 0-1, Broncos are 0-1, thanks to you, and the Chargers are 0-1, and the 1-0 Las Vegas Raiders lead. They're in first place. They're in first place. Moving on really quick. Um Eagles-Patriots, another arguably surprising game yesterday. It didn't go how a lot of us thought it would go down. It started to. It started out with the 16-0 Eagles lead. Uh, then the Patriots threw their best left in the second quarter, and that went into the half 16-14. Lackluster second half. Last Lackluster game from Jalen Hurts, 170 with a TD. Mac Jones was actually the big story. Uh, anyone who wants to go to call back on me in particular, uh, I'm low on Mac Jones. He was great yesterday. He was probably the difference in that game and the reason why the Patriots were in it. Um, I love seeing the Eagles falter. I don't think it's going to continue. One quick observation I had on the Eagles was some guy by the name of DeAndre Swift. He had one reception for year, zero yards. And on the ground, he had one carry for three yards. And I just think that's a little funny. But go ahead, Sam. What did you see out of that game? I liked Mac Jones. Uh, I might have been wrong on that one. Um, overall, I still don't think the Patriots have the juice to, to, to finish first or second in this division. Uh, like, I'll be honest. but They're going to steal a game or two, though, like we predicted, and maybe more. Correct. They're an eight-game, eight nine-game winner. On the other hand, the Eagles—that was just—that was just—that was just a warm-up for them. 
you know, I, I just, it was a knock the rust off. Let's get through this Shit. one. And yeah, that's what happens week, when you don't play in the preseason the flat. Uh, another big one in this. Uh, go ahead. You're us... listening to me. You're the one who's erect over this. So go ahead and no, tell me. I, I just tell told me. you they came out flat. The defense, is, the defense started out well. They turned the ball over. They were able to turn it into points. They should have turned it into more. But I'll tell you what impressed me was the Patriot defense. They they came to play. They were not they were not messing around. They showed out for the last three quarters. They, oh yeah, credit credit. They to they were people. they came to play. And Bill Belichick always, yeah, had a game plan. They always do that. They they yep. figure out a game plan, and we should have known if you give them nine months or not nine months, but they knew they were opening up with Philadelphia in May. So yep. if you give them three or four months to script it properly, they'll script it properly, and they and they did. And credit offensively, Mac Jones showed up. Kendrick Bourne happened to be the lead guy. There. Kendrick Bourne, Sam. Two TDs. Hello. Uh, I was uh, Kendrick Bourne. Squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, that's that's, every blind that's true. Squirrel finds a nut. That's true. So it's a matter of was this a one off for both these teams? Uh, are are the the re- is the rest of the division yes. gonna, gonna gonna beat down on the Patriots? Probably. Um, I still think they're gonna steal some games though. Um, and I'm I'm curious if this Mac Jones trend continues because that was a pretty good defense. And I'm also tr- you know. We we talked about it. It's hard to repeat what Jalen Hurts. Hunter did. Henry, Hunter Henry. Move. I will Moving say on. I was impressed by Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry did have a nice little game. Moving on, the last of the four o'clock slate and the third game that I thought was a big surprise and another outcome that I loved and another team that you said might be decent this year, Uncle Sam. I think the counter to that is the team they played is just extremely overhyped. It was the Rams and Matthew Stafford. With a thirty to thirteen victory over the Seahawks in Seattle, um, let me give you some numbers real quick. Stafford had three hundred thirty-four yards, two TDs to Kieran Williams. Oh no, I'm sorry, Kieran Williams is on the ground, so Stafford had no TDs. But Kieran Williams, the leading receiver, I think you called this one, Sam, was Tutu Atwell, and Tutu Atwell <laughs> went off for six with one hundred nineteen yards. Uh, on top of that, uh, Puka Nakua was right there with one hundred nineteen yards as well. So they both popped off. And uh, that's a, that's and Van Jefferson good. dropped two touchdowns. That's pretty good. If you're a Rams fan, you got to be pretty pleased with that start to the year right there. In same drill. I mean, you're looking up at the Niners, but two teams that uh, were are with you there, and the, and the Cardinals and the Seahawks are 0-2 to start. Uh, the counter to that is Seattle. We were all right on Geno Smith. He had 112 and 1 TD on the ground. He only had uh, six yards. Uh, very lackluster performance from him. None of his receivers went over 50. Jackson Smith and Jeeva only had 13 yards. Uh, completely underutilized Tyler, Lock- Tyler Lockett, who only had 10. DK with 47 and a TD. Not a lot to like if you're a Seahawks fan. And guess who they're playing I, I didn't next. think Kenneth Walker played very bad. I thought it, I actually thought he wasn't that bad Considering at all. he was banged up, he had 12 for 64. Huh? Uh, and, and on top of that, I got to say something. The Seahawks are missing both of their tackles right now. Aiden Hutchinson is going to have three sacks next week. That's all you need to know. The two rookies. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah two I rookies. saw that stat, too. That uh, their offensive line decimated already after week one. So my pick for the Seahawks upset the Lions next week. Going back on that one right now, uh, Seahawks did nothing to impress me yesterday. Um, I'm not sold on this Rams situation. I think it was a lot of smoke and mirrors. I- I'm not sold on this. The Rams thing, I'm not sold on. Same. I am sold on the fact that the Seahawks are not as good as we thought they were. Ag- agreed 100%. I-, I just thought the Rams put it together 
they they put it together and they and I'll say I'll tell you what the way he scripted that first uh uh three or four right. drives was was very good. I'll give McVeigh that. Luka Nakua for MVP. Sean McVeigh got uh he they got their money's worth out of him. They, yeah, they 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 ate early on them. They got them down and then put their foot on them and that's what you're supposed to do. I agree. Um last but not least um a very lackluster Sunday night game. Uncle Sam, you picked the Giants. I think I, you might have picked I, the Giants. I, that was some dog I was shit. Trying to turn it up. Um, Dak streak against the Giants continues. I think it's now eleven in a row. Um, I knew it the, would be the turnovers bad. Were yeah, it, it that was, the, was ridiculous. I don't think the turnovers were the difference, but they were a big deal. Dan, Daniel Jones was one hundred and four with two interceptions. Uh, Saquon wasn't great. Twelve for fifty ones. They're big fumble. They're they're big fumble. Waller was their best. Their receivers thought he would be. He almost didn't play. He was three for thirty six. Disappointed we didn't see more of Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. But the the story was the the Cowboy D. They were incredible. Three turnovers. Two uh, two interceptions on Dak. Dak uh, excuse me on Daniel Jones. Dak wasn't that great. He was one hundred and forty three yards. But they really didn't need him. There was a lot of Tony Pollard yesterday, and he proved me wrong because I'm not high on Tony Pollard, but he had 14 carries for 70 and two TDs. So if you're a Tony Pollard fantasy owner, good for you. Uh, again, I just thought the story was Dallas's defense more than anything. They're like the 49ers. They remind me a lot of the 49ers. No matter how shitty your quarterback yeah. is, you're going to win just because of your defense. And in, in terms of defense, I, I do think the Cowboys' D is just under the 49ers' D. Yeah. Sam? I agree with that. Listen, this is a real simple philosophy. Every year, the Cowboys win 11 or 12 games. Every year, the Cowboys look really good. For some reason, Uncle Sam is, is uh, God, what was that word that, that Kevin, oh, dense. He's too dense to understand that at times. But Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott and the Cowboys will win 11 or 12 games, and then they'll take a dump in the first round of the playoffs. It happens every year. This Giants team, I mean, my God, that was the most abysmal performance of the weekend. Daniel Jones looked absolutely fine. No, no, no. There's a difference. You don't play your starters in the preseason. I don't give a fuck. If they would have played 10 preseason fucking games, all right, they could have played an entire season before the season. That was still the most abysmal game of the weekend. The defense was fucking awful. They still don't have a receiver. Okay, I agree with Daniel Jones is awful. Everything about that team yesterday was abysmal. The Cowboys looked really good, but I think they're going up against a really bad team. So next week against I I don't think they progressed from last year. If you remember, the the Lions put it on on the Giants at at the Giants. And uh, I, it doesn't look like they've progressed. You know, the Giants are the same team they were last year. They're a seven, they're seven-win team. That's it. Yeah. If that, if that. Yesterday, yesterday they looked like the, uh, they genuinely looked like the worst team yesterday. Caleb Williams they looked sweepstakes. Like, they looked like what I expected out of Tampa Bay. Well, um, that's not exactly it. We have one more game. It's tonight. Real quick, before we go into that. I need to say something. Please. Um, unfortunately, tonight, uh, while I am at the game, there's one guy who I was really looking forward to seeing play that I'm not going to be able to. Uh, unfortunately, Bill Safety DeMar Hamlin is um, is inactive tonight due to a coach's decision. Hmm. 
Interesting. That's because it's not the real Demar. Interesting. Um, so Sam, you're going to the game, Bills, Jets. Uh, real, real quick before we do that, it's nine eleven. Of course, it's cool that the Jets get to open up nine eleven at home. The, I think there's a connection between Robert Sala and nine eleven as well. Um, I don't think his brother was in the towers, but his brother, um, actually worked in the World Trade Center on or around nine eleven, and he, that's one of the reason why one of the reasons why there's crazy New York ties with uh with Robert Sala and, uh, and the Jets. And uh, I just want to give a, a quick, uh, we, we have never forgotten about those people, and that's arguably the most extraordinary day that I, were you, how old were you hey, on 9-11? Well, everybody's born? forgotten. Are you You were one. Yeah. That shit was crazy. I don't remember it. That shit was re- <laughs> that shit was really crazy. It changed the way we do almost everything My in this country. My dad was in New York, I believe, for that. Interesting. Um, anyways, it's nine 11 emotions are going to run high gangrene fever has run high, including the person to my right has had a temperature for gangrene for months now. Um, I saw an interesting question on ESPN last week and and the question was who needs it more, who needs this game more, the jets and their rabid fan base who spent all this money and brought in Aaron Rodgers in the off season. They have all these high projections. Or is it the Bills who are in their shit or get off the pot year, and we're all low on the Bills? I think it's I think it's Buffalo needs this game. I am with you. I yeah. think Buffalo needs this game more strictly because I'm just low on the Jets, and Buffalo's window is closing. So I think Buffalo needs the game more. Sam, what about you? Who do you think needs this game more? Who needs this game more? Buffalo needs this game more. Um, I mean, in all reality, would it be nice for Aaron Rodgers to win his first game at home? on 9-11 against a division opponent, yeah, it would be. But if he doesn't, I, I don't think anybody's going to panic, especially against the Bills. On the other hand, if the Bills take a loss tonight, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are sounding the alarm off the bat because expectations, again, that door is closing. The door on the Bills is closing. Ex- everybody wants to stay even with Miami. We lose them again. Correct. They need to win this game. Yeah. They do. Um, but ultimately, if if uh, you guys don't mind me making a prediction here, Uh-oh. I think that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are going to surprise everybody tonight, and they are going to pull off a W below. I agree. The uh, Chargers-Miami game was yesterday. Obviously not with all the yards. But I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to come right down to the end. I think it's going to be a battle. You know, the NFL wants this on Monday Night Football. They want Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. They want an absolute showdown. I think they're going to get it. I think Garrett Wilson and Stephon Diggs are both going to show out. I think both defenses are going to play pretty good games. I expect the Jets will probably be a little bit better. And ultimately, that will be the X factor of the game. And they'll they'll get a good stop on Josh Allen late. Or Aaron Rodgers will be able to do the Aaron Rodgers thing and push one into the end zone while time expires. I think the Jets are going to take this one. So I'm taking the Jets, and I'm taking the over in this game. Uncle Sam? I agree. I'm taking the Jets, of course. Uh, I, th- I think that this will be a tight game, more of a defensive battle. It won't You won't see that track meet you've seen in uh, out in L.A. yesterday. You're not going to see that. But uh, I think they could still put some points up. I got the, the Jets winning 28-24. I think this is such a toss-up um, 
that just for the counterpoint, just to go against the grain, I'm, I'm going to take the Bills. I truly believe it's a toss-up. I think the Bills are the better team. I'm really low on the Jets. I got to see it to the believe it with the Jets, but they have the defense that's going to keep them in here. Um, that being said, I like the over for one reason. A lot of unders hit this weekend, and that just can't – it can't persist. I think we're that, that the league was just saving up for some points for tonight, and I'm hoping for a bloodbath. I'm hoping for – I'm hoping for comes a out lot flat. of yeah. Someone might come out flat, but I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping Aaron Rodgers is slinging it around. I'm hoping Josh Allen's slinging around. Ultimately, I think the Bills, just because they're a little more skilled on both sides, I think the Bills are going to come away with this. Um, mainly, I just want to go against. I the I, th- I think the Jets have a better defense, and basically that's why I'm taking them. I think their defense is better than the Bills. That's fair. That's fair. You got good seats. Where are you sitting? Should we look for you? I'll be behind Buffalo's sideline, three rows deep. Very nice. Oh, wow. Very, very nice. On the 30, I think, 30-yard line. I'm sure our friends over there at the Big Yak are going to appreciate that. So shout-out to Nick (laughs) and Mike. uh, Shout-out to the Big Yak. Did you figure out how you're going to get there yet? Did you get a car? Got the car. Got the car. Took your advice. Yeah. that's that's As someone that has attended a Monday night football game at that stadium, it was the toughest stadium I've ever had to leave. People just sit there and wait for the transit. You wait for a cab. You wait for an Uber. So the play is to drive a car there, and you could probably get back into Manhattan before midnight is my guess. Um, but, yeah, I, I hope you have a lot of fun. Send some pictures, as always. Uh, it should be a fun oh, yeah, one. I think gonna... the emotion should be very good. I think the crowd should be on fire. It's 9-11, gangrene fever. It's it's going to be it's gonna be a precursor to what Ford Field's going to be like next week. Um and I Three. hope uh, I hope Three. all your wildest dreams come true there. It will be a good one. I must say, I did uh, I did tear up yesterday during the uh, the halftime of the Patriots Eagles game. I thought it was oh, a, a great honor that Robert Kraft is waiving the waiting period to put him into the Patriots Hall of Fame. And when I saw Tom come out in that jersey and run down the field uh, for one last fist pump and let's fucking go, I, I did I did tear up for a second there. So. I just want to shout out to Tom on being the GOAT. Um, nothing but the best wishes for you going forward as 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 you enter the golden years. Just horrible, egotistical maniacs got to make it all about Entering himself. the golden years. He needs to just fucking go away. Hopefully those grandkids he gets. In, <laughs> maybe uh, Benny Brady will knock someone up early so Tom can have a grandkid oh, in the next God. five or six years. Thank God. I'm just glad he's gone. Anyways. Anyways, always, overrated. Thank you for tuning li- tuning in. Follow us on X and follow us on on uh, on Instagram at Tipped Balls. We're trying to crank out some really good content there. We're trying to crank out some articles this week, um, so stay tuned for that. Thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate it. We will be back later this week to do some fantasy predictions and some week two predictions. Um, maybe get into a little more Lions talk going into that big one against the Seahawks next Sunday, but. As always, we appreciate you listening. Shout out to uh, all of our listeners, and we will see you in a couple days.